Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, my friends. Today I am talking with Celine Bilgin, who is a speaker, an award winning holistic nutritionist podcast host, best-selling author, and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. She believes that lasting change and ability to live our most productive and satisfying lives, both both personally and professionally, arises from developing our mind, meeting our unique nutritional requirements, and upgrading our habits. I had a hard time with that one. How are you, Celine? (laughs) I am so well. I'm grateful to be here. Um, It is always a pleasure chatting with you. And you are so passionate about what you do that it just shines through in everything that you speak about, everything that you practice. So why don't you walk us through exactly what it is you do and how you came to be so passionate about that? Hmm. Well, I am a holistic nutritionist, meaning I look at someone's mind, body, spirit when they have any sort of symptom, whether it's thyroid challenges, hormone challenges, digestive issues. And we work through, I mean, food is the gateway, but it's really more so a portal to understanding someone's thought processes, emotional processes, because so often we can look at the physical um, results of, you know, if someone wants to release weight, for example, they'll look at what do I eat? What kind of specific exercises do I do? That's so important. And what's going on inside? What's the story that someone is telling themselves such that certain habits lead to external results of, you know, overeating, binge eating, or even, you know, whether it's thyroid conditions, it's just uncanny. I've seen in my practice where how emotions and specific health conditions go together. We could talk more about that, but so it's really overall, I, I guide women back to their inner wisdom. And usually that comes in the form of understanding their symptoms on a mind body level and really helping them create their vision in their life through food. That's how people come to see me. And that's what they walk away with. I am working on explaining that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know what I love? You, I think that you are the first person that I ever heard say release weight instead of lose weight. And I was like, well, that's a really cool way to put it. It's very like, let it go. Like, (laughs) sorry for my singing, very (laughs) esque. Um, but I just thought that's a, that's a different, like, it's a twist on, oh, I need to lose weight. And sometimes like, if you're just do what your body wants, it just goes on its own. Um, so I liked the first time I ever heard you say release weight and you said it again. And I, and I quite, uh, I quite enjoy that. Well, it's true. If when we lose our keys, we want to find them again. If we lose weight, it's like, what do you, what, when you lose something, you want to find it again. Naturally, when we release it's releasing thought patterns. And usually of not putting ourselves first, releasing fear of other people's judgments, releasing, processed foods, right? So it's like a releasing process and under, and on, it's like sculpting. And then underneath the sculpture is this, the real you. 
And that's how I had felt when I was um, in the, the depths of my weight journey. And even since you've met me, I've released, I've released like 15 pounds almost. And I was still on that journey because it's like everything that isn't authentically me, you know? So that's why I call it releasing. I love that. And so do you want to share, are you comfortable with sharing a little bit of your journey? Is that where your passion for this stems from? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it goes far back as eighth grade. And so I was, I had a condition, developed a condition because I was such an anxious kid that, um, it was called hyperhidrosis where I would sweat through my clothing. And so some people have in their hands and I had it in my armpits. Even if I wore a jacket, you could tell that I would sweat. And at the time, uh, Botox injections were the only solution and still hasn't really developed since. And I was like, give me anything. And and my dad was very more on the natural side. And he's like, I'm not giving my 14, I was a 14 at that time, year old kid Botox in your armpits. And so that further developed into more anxiety. And I was on sleeping medication by the time I was 16 and I was suicidal. I was angry about being here. I was like, I didn't choose to be born. I didn't choose to be here. And I was, I was doing drugs and, and I was self-harming. Um, and I was very much on the deep end mm-hmm. and that got worse when I found out my dad had cancer actually. And I hadn't known my whole life that these hospital visits and him having to be away for certain periods, my parents wanted to just protect us. But when I did find out, it really put me in for a loop. And and it was interesting because I was thinking, well, he does all these like healthy things and these healthy foods, but what's going on emotionally there. And same with when I was at the doctor's office being given sleeping medication, I was thinking, I'm 16. Aren't you going to ask me what I'm eating? If I exercise, if I had any close friends, because all of those were no's, Mm -hmm. but it was just like, Hey, you can't sleep. And I get it. We want, we want the solutions, but I I remember it triggered something. And when, when my uh, dad had passed away, my parents, I'm so grateful. They were very much in love with each other and had a beautiful relationship. And when he passed, my mom was to cope drinking a bottle of wine to get by for dinner and like a pack of cigarettes. And I remember we had gone to Turkey where my family's from and everyone, and my mom was never overweight, but we went and everyone's like, Oh my God, you look so good. What diet are you doing this and this? And I'm like, Holy crap. This woman is barely surviving. She's a bag of bones and everyone's complimenting her. Mm-hmm. And when I was at the height of my eating disorder, I would um, binge and purge. And, and I remember, I know this is a little graphic. I, it got to a point where I'd start to have bloody noses after. And on the outside, like I was at the body weight I wanted, I was doing all these achieving things. Like it was always that way, but no one knew that I was deeply struggling and I had come back from vacation. And again, same thing. Everyone's like, Celine, you look so amazing. Oh my gosh. And I'm again, this, this double whammy, I'm thinking, oh my God, I am dying on the inside. And I've never been more complimented in my entire life. And so so wrong. Yeah. And, and those, those kind of have been breadcrumbs to say health is so much more about how we look. 
that being said, I always teach women about these indicators for health, like quality of skin and, and like this natural glow and, and hormone balance and sleep and mood. But then there's also, cause I just thought health is like, oh, having a six pack abs. And so all of these things started to make sense. And especially more recently where I started to have my period two to four times in a month. And I'm I was like, what is happening? I, I had never, I had painful periods, but it was never more than once a month. And I was in nutrition school at the time. And I had, I went to my functional medicine doctor and he's like, do this $500 test. And I'm a student and like was paying off my university student loans at the time. So I was like, that seemed like a lot. And then the doctor was telling me that I needed to go on birth control or potentially get my womb removed. And I'm thinking there has to be a different way. And that's when I start to take matters into my own hands and understand hormones on a deeper, deeper level and gut health and how stress and progesterone, which maintains the uterine lining and all these things. And so then I started to have not only once a month periods again, but really comfortable periods. I'm like, wait a second. I thought PMS was just like this curse that we all had as women and that you just had to put up with it. I was popping painkillers every time and it was just a normal part of my month. So all of these little pieces have, uh, have really been like, okay, what's, what is, you know, an Eastern medicine, what does that say? And spirituality, what does that say? What about nutrition? And, and all of these have all helped me to really deeply understand my clients on an emotional level. Cause my whole life it was like, oh, exercise less, or exercise more and eat less. And then I did do that, all these diets and whatever. And I'm like, there has to be a different way. And so my method is really through nutritional requirements, through changing the lens of which we see ourselves. because when you're not friends with yourself, how do you have a healthy relationship with your body and really looking at, you know, uh, reaching our potential, right? That's a big part. Cause if we're constantly avoiding becoming the person we're meant to be, that's weighs down on us. It's stressful. Yeah. And when we're confident about ourselves and we go after what we want in life, whether it's having an amazing family or being the fortune 500 company leader, it's like that ripple effects, that goodness ripple effects into the whole world. And the next thing we know, we just live on a planet of people who are healthy and happy. And that's a world that works. yes let's do that that's the one I want okay so so it's been it's been a journey and thank you for sharing all that by the way you talk about hormones and I I don't know a lot about hormones but I know we have all kinds of different things that come into effect there as women, how do we know when we're out of whack, when we're off balance? How do we know and what do we do? That might yeah. be a loaded question, but tell me. Yeah, anyway. I love it. So honestly, one of the best ways is just to know that if you're not feeling like yourself, and I have women come to me saying, my labs show is normal, but I just don't feel like myself. I feel off. So that first indicator of how do you actually, how are you feeling? And things such as hair thinning, or you starting to get acne, especially along the jawline, if you have breast tenderness, any bit of PMS, difficulty releasing weight, you have constant mood swings, um, just like this, this dullness almost, 
did I say weepiness already? So those kind of symptoms where it's just like something is just not feeling right. Or if you're having a lot of um, weight gain specifically in the midsection or specifically in the hips and thighs, that's also something. So really, if you're not feeling a hundred percent like yourself, then hormones could very well be at play. Yeah. So that's how to identify. And then what's, what's my first step. And I'm asking because I had like a pizza face, like pepperoni pizza on my jawline. And it wasn't until I went and we were like, she was like, okay, let's check your hormones. Um, and that was like, that is stress. That is different changes. This is actually, and I, this was when we first moved back to Canada and I had such a change in all aspects of my life. Like I went from not working for 10 years to teaching full-time and being a full-time working mom. And then being like, Oh, Whoa, I didn't even remember what it was like to be a teacher. This is a whole new world. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, my body maybe doesn't know what's what to even do with itself. Um, and that's the first time that I heard about the jawline thing. Because mm. I was like, Why do I have a beard zit a zit beard? It was a zit yeah. beard. That's how I would put it. Yeah. Um, and so that is, um, my first thing. So I, I went and had some like test turns out I just needed to stop working. Uh, cause, cause look, Claire's day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what do we do when we feel that we are, and, and maybe like, for me, it was just, it was overwhelm. It was change, but that feeling of, Ugh, like, Ugh, this is just, I'm not, like you said, um, I, I guess I wasn't weepy, but it was off. It was a feeling mm-hmm. of being off. Not my best self is the first step to look to our nutrition is the first step to look to how we're spending our time during our day, what we're eating, our exercise, what's first. Yeah, I love it. So I believe that everyone knows inherently what's their next step. So if you're like at the, you have this whisper of like, Matt, I really need to talk to my boss about, you know, having an assistant. I really need to get to bed earlier on time. I really need to um, order less takeout. I really believe everyone knows what their next step is. And so and we all know also sleep, movement, sunshine, like all those whole foods. And so we know all of that. And sometimes it's just getting that, that next simple step. And I find that sometimes, and I've done this too, where we're like, okay, I need to go to bed earlier. So I'm going to, and then we have this lofty goal of like, I'm going to go to bed at eight o'clock from now on. But then if you get home at like six 30 and you still have me and the kids, like, so sometimes and we need, or the example of, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym five days a week when you only go maybe once every second week. So starting small, what's one little promise that you can keep that's instead of five days a week to the gym, if you're going from near zero, it's like, I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk twice a week, right? So that you get to build that momentum and start to build that trust with yourself. So I would go for what is the least path of resistance. And the other thing is looking at language. Like, what are you saying to yourself is, oh, well, this will pass anyway. Or my mom also had this and this is just a part of my life. Or my friends all have acne too. So whatever. So, you know, so we start to make excuses or we don't have time or whatever it is. So watch what you're saying to yourself and get really almost like a detective. 
and say, okay, well, it, because it's through our language, through the, the story that we have about our symptoms too, that can aggravate them or get us in the direction that we want to go. And from there, if you're struggling, you're like, I don't even know where to start then yeah, I would go see someone like myself or and someone who really specializes in food, which most people don't specialize in food outside of nutritionists. Some naturopaths definitely do too, but food is a huge role in it. Absolutely. And I love that. Listen to the whispers um, because I think you're right. I think oftentimes we do know we're just not acting on the things that that little nudge, that little whisper is telling us. That's a great advice. Okay. Let's talk periods for a little while. Um, let's talk actually PMS and all things that come with that, because you say that that's optional. And I think that everyone is like, tell me more about that. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, have you ever heard that PMS is like a natural part of being a woman? It's just, it's, yeah, I think we all have. And so I didn't think anything of it when I grew up had symptoms and it was painful and I just felt off or had a little bit of breast tenderness and it was just normal. But once I realized that any bit of PMS is a sign of estrogen dominance and estrogen dominance long-term unchecked is linked to different cancers like breast cancers, ovarian cancers. And so when we when we balance estrogen, the estrogen progesterone. So estrogen is that female hormone that, um, we just, it's, it's very, it's very nurturing. And as we actually produce less estrogen, when we're older, women care less about what other people think. And I think they're a little bit more like do whatever they want. And so, which, which is uh, very exciting, I think. And then if we don't have enough progesterone because estrogen and progesterone have a seesaw effect, progesterone helps to maintain the uterine lining. So when I, when I see women who are having, having troubles conceiving, um, we work on progesterone. Okay. It maintains the uterine lining. So, and that's what was happening to me. I wasn't producing that progesterone. So I was having multiple periods in a month. So we want to make sure this is in check again, PMS symptoms, breast tenderness, cramps, Cramps are good indication that we have high prostaglandin, so inflammation in the body, and not enough magnesium, for example. Um, so I'm gonna these- stop you there for one second. Yeah. What do we? What food do we get magnesium from? Cacao is a really good one. So like actual dark chocolate, or you can get cacao powder, raw cacao powder, and make little tonics from them, or make your own chocolate. Um, avocados is another good source. Sunflower seeds as well. Um, leafy greens are another good one. Okay. But I would definitely recommend supplementing, supplementing with magnesium. It is one of the most depleted nutrients in our soil today. Coffee and sugar also deplete it. And, um, you can get it from the ocean or a supplement form. So I recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I to keep going. Sorry. I just got too excited. Yeah, no, please. Anytime. Just, yeah, just yeah, make any notes. Um, breast tenderness, jawline, acne, all of those, those typical symptoms of PMS. I have often women saying, well, I have just a little bit of breast tenderness and then brush it off. Well, there should be no breast tenderness. And for those listening, if you do have breast tenderness, you can supplement vitamin E in your luteal phase, which we can talk about um, to actually release breast tenderness. Because even like any bit of any bit of breast tenderness is not normal as well. Um, so those kinds of PMS symptoms happen in the luteal phase or the first few days, or even heavy, 
heavy periods also are in included in this, those are signs of excess estrogen. And again, they can be cleared through the liver and through the stool, which is so important for hormone balance. Okay. So now this is another thing that I learned from you. Clearly I learned a lot from you. It's turning out. <laughs> I learned about these phases. Cause I was always just like, and, and here's the thing that's, that was like part of our language growing up. Oh, she's PMSing or mm-hmm. like I had two brothers. So maybe that was just part of my, the <laughs> in my house, she's PMSing. Um, but I never heard about these phases and that I should be like eating different foods and doing different things for my body at certain phases in the month. Like I didn't even know that was a thing until you came into my life. So can you give any ladies that are listening, like a quick overview of like, what are these phases and what should we be doing or eating? I don't know if that's too much of a loaded question. Um, but like talk, talk phases to me of our cycle. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, I always thought it was period and then no period and then period, no period. That was me for sure. Yeah, I think so many of us and thank goodness for the the research now. So think of your four phases. It's quite literally the in like, you know, the macrocosm, microcosm of, of the seasons. So winter is our menstrual phase. This is when we want to be more inward and we want to have more nourishing, warm foods. Okay. Then we have the follicular phase, the inner spring. This is when we need to focus on the liver and same with nature. This is when green bitter foods are in season. So the dandelion greens, for example, radishes, these really help to help the liver. So focusing on these kinds of foods and it's spring. So things are fresh, they're new, new beginnings. And you can plan out photo shoots, presentations, things, knowing this information, obviously, you know, there's still, there's still a rhythm that we live in and there's, we can't always do this, but just wanted to make a little post-it note there. Then we have ovulation. This is our inner summer. This is when you see someone post a selfie. They're clearly an ovulatory phase. You know, they're just, they don't, you want to be seen. This is when your hormones, your estrogen is its highest. So your skin is more glowing. You're just like, okay, yeah, this baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is actually the best time too. And that really is the only time too, um, to conceive as well, because that's when the egg is released. Okay. This is the best time to do presentations, to, um, go on your date out, for example, rather than luteal phase date night in. Um, and then you have your luteal phase, which is the longest one, which is your inner fall. This is when, again, in fall, nature, more grounding foods are in season. You want to have more grounding foods in your diet as well. The the parsnips, the pumpkins, the the sweet potatoes. And this is when you want to actually increase carbohydrates because we naturally burn more calories during menstruation. So we're preparing for that. This is when menstrual um, PMS starts to happen for a lot of women. So the, the second half of the luteal phase so about seven to 14 days. So this is when you want to prepare, get warmer foods, even wrap up projects. And this is the best time to actually build muscle as well. So I do go further into specific foods and hormone balance in the A to Z in my book, the painless period guide. But that if you think of that as a, as a cycle, even it's going to help you understand your body. You're not going to feel guilty for feeling more tired or craving more different kinds of foods and wanting to stay in versus out because you're like, 
you respect the cycle of your body and then you love yourself more when you have that respect and understanding. And again, that is going back to that ripple effect. Yes. I love that. And then you can like treat yourself properly, right? Like, Oh, it's okay that I don't feel like going out tonight because it's like, it's my, it's my luteal phase or something. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but I just found it so interesting because we do like find ourselves craving different things or like really feeling ourselves and, Oh, I'm going to take a mirror selfie today. Yeah. There's reasons for all that, which is so cool. Right. Okay. And this is a good segue into what I wanted to ask you about, because like, I know people can't see you, they can only hear you, but whenever I see you, you glow to me, you are someone who glows and you just, you just have this way about you that you like, you know how they say like, Oh, she lights up a room. That's you for me. Like you have this smile, you have this healthy glow. And like, is that like your, your hormones are bang on or what is that? (laughs) I love that. You know, I connected honestly to spirituality. I, I, I really do. I find that it's like the closer I am to understanding that I know this might sound so out there, but like that we are one. And I just, I, that really, um, I think that love in my heart really and like genuine care about people plus, um, plus the healthy habits. Like I think the glow comes from the inside out. Um, cause we see people again, we're talking like you could do all the supplements and the workouts and all this. Those are so important because it wasn't until I started to have more fresh live foods, like chickpeas instead of chickpea pasta, um, for example. Right. And those are like chickpea pasta is good. Nothing on that, but just having more live foods, more, um, chi and, you know, as, and they say in the East, um, so just having more live foods, again, lots of sweating, the sauna workouts, um, from our inner power. Again, it's something I truly believe that comes from the inside out, lots of water. Um, and I just, I really truly aim to walk around with a peace in my heart that, um, like I try to resolve anything that I'm triggered by. I'm like, why am I triggered by that? Why am I envious or jealous of that? Why do I feel like that makes me angry? And I go inward to see that. And so, and when I do, it's like, releases sort of like stagnation in the body I do find that emotional stagnation blocks the flow of glow I'm just going to coin that right now (laughs) you know (laughs) write that down yeah I I feel yeah it's like an it's like a physical thing it's an emotional thing it's a spiritual thing um obviously I have my bad days but and that's when I rely on on all those tools but yeah I think I think seeing people as my allies and seeing the good in the world. Um, those are, I think those are really underestimated tools for, for health and having a really supportive relationship and friendships at, you know, with wine, women, wellbeing, for example, like all of those, because one big thing that was missing in my life for many years was sisterhood. I had, I looked around I, for my, it was, I'm turning 30 this year, but I looked at my 25th birthday. I remember, um, looking at my invite list and I was like there's like 15 guy friends and two women I'm like that needs to change and so I started to working on my female friendships and instead of being envious I would be turn that into appreciation and see what do these women have to teach me instead of why like being jealous of them and 
that there's a lot of unprogramming that I had to learn there with competition and things like that and scarcity mindset. But having solid female friendships is also one of the best things that I've ever done for my health. And isn't that like, so first of all, you're paying attention and I love that. Um, and I think that we should all do more of that, but what, a what a thing that shifting your mindset can do, because you say this, um, I needed more female friendships and I know, um, that you mentioned wine, women and well-being. our people love you. Like you came to one, like we, you were, I don't even know which one you started in like Strathmore. And then I was like, I need you in Calgary. We need you in Airdrie. We need you. And then like, I'm thinking, as you were saying that, I was like, how can you not have like the, your female, like, I feel like now women are just drawn to you. And that's something maybe in the shift that happened because it's kind of one of those to know you is to love you. And, and it was evident for me in all of our branches that surrounded where you live, we're like, okay, well, she's driving, she can come here, she can come. And because <laughs> it's just that contagious energy, right? Um, and openness, I think, is another another big factor there. And that's something that we can all take with us as as a reminder of you just, it, you your vibe attracts your tribe. It's so true. And I wanna just touch on um, being more in our feminine energy too, and not talking about femininity, but feminine energy. So that's a very, very receptive energy, right? So it's like, if we're constantly trying to bring the masculine of like competition of goal oriented, because when you're developing a friendship, it's not goal oriented. It's very, it's like, you're just getting to know each other. But if we have a, a goal, like this is what's going to happen out of it, or we're in the masculine of like, I have to give, but I can't receive. Right. And so it's like, when we are a, are open ourselves to receive, receive, Uh, a new friend receive, you know, just love and connection, well, then that we're able to go back and forth. But if you have a close selves closed off, then it's harder to connect. It's harder to, you know, and so, and that's something I love about you is that you are so open, you are so, you know, and so that allows people to trust you more and be like, Hey, and come to you and then, and, and be inspired. And, and you know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, I just want to make that pinpoint there too, is just that being in that, that feminine of being able to receive and, and um, be in our feminine, like be able to relax and be an increased pleasure. And that's something that is so important because even on my, my health journeys, like in our, in our masculine, it's like, is this cup functional? Yes or no. Do I, do I need a beautiful cup to drink my water out of, or is this pen functional versus having a beautiful pink pen, for example, like all those things are fresh flowers. All of those things help to relax the body. Female friendships help to relax the body and a relaxed body is a healthy body. Amen to that. On that note, I am sliding right into these wine, women and well-being questions now. Um, Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So if you could share a bottle of wine or a glass of water, if you could sit down and have a conversation with one woman living or dead, who would you want to sit down with? Ooh, okay. I'd have Rosé with, you know, recently my great grandmother, I just saw a picture of her for the first time in my life. And I just started crying. I had never even seen her. And and, and I, and I'm like, you know, I would love to have gotten to know that woman. So yeah, to be honest, my great grandmother. I love that. I love that because I ask this question all the time and I always think of my Baba, my grandma. And, oh. and I mean, she lived till she was 92. I knew her. Um, I used to phone her 
from my flip phone in the car in Calgary when I was driving, like, cause I worked across the city and she would just be like, she read all the gossip magazines and she would, she was up on the know and she would tell me because I didn't watch TV. And she said, you know, Tom Cruise, this is what's happening with him now. And uh, I just miss her. So I love that. That's your answer because mine would be. Mine. Love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Movement. Mm-hmm. Favorite yeah. book or podcast recommendation? I have so many books. Honestly, the first book that changed my life and I was embarrassed to read was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I would definitely a very helpful book. And for business, 10X by Grant Cardone. Okay. If you, um, no, I already asked you that. Never mind me over here. <laughs> What does sisterhood mean to you? Sisterhood means I have so many words that come to, to, yeah, so many words that come to mind. It's just, it's like, it's a necessity. Sisterhood is a necessity and of, of, uh, of well-being. Yeah. Necessity is a good one. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know, but it was like the next level to feeling fulfilled in life was true sisterhood. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And, and I feel like the more that you've experienced not having that, the more you appreciate it when you do have it. And I almost, do you know how sometimes your, your biggest struggles are your biggest blessings? Mm-hmm. Um, my experiencing lack of sisterhood, lack of connection, moving all over the world, not being able to speak the language, needing to find people, um, as hard as that was, has brought me the biggest community of women that I could ever imagine rallying around me. And it's been one of the best blessings of my life, but had I not experienced the struggle, I wouldn't have got to where I was. And so people who, have always had that, like they've always lived on the same street as their actual sister or their best friend, or they've always constantly had those, like, of course they have sisterhood, but I feel like, sadly, it's, it's when you don't have something that you really can appreciate what it is. Do you know what I mean by that? Oh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. My last one, what advice would you give to your 16 year old self? I mean, I always, I, I, the, the first piece of advice that I always would give myself is stay weird. (laughs) And the really other message is just to, to keep going and that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and that my, and I've ended up using that someone else's words here, but let your mess be your message, which we were just saying, what you're just saying about, you know, the, the blessing into a curse or the curse into a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, my friend, for being here. It has been lovely chatting with you. Um, Tell everyone where to find you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram at underscore luscious living underscore. My podcast is the Luscious Living Podcast. And if you really like this kind of content, uh, I highly recommend you grab a copy of the Painless Period Guide on Amazon, Amazon across the world. 
and really, you know, be able to pass the book on to others and pass the knowledge on because that's how this information of empowerment spreads. So that's the best places right now. Perfect. Thank you so much, Celine. Thank you for everything you do and for just being such a light. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.